The next game, this actually is an intriguing one because for a long time this looked like this, this was going to be a nothing game. But the Steelers are playing the Panthers. And the Panthers team who have won three of their last four, they're averaging 169 yards on, on the ground. They've got three players in the, in the run game. It's like a three-headed monster now right now. Uh, Blackspear, Foreman, Hubbard. I mean, they've really come together as a kind of combination since McCaffrey got traded. And Steve Wilkes, we saw the big win they had last weekend in uh, Seattle. They're really playing for him. And you've got a situation where you're going against a team, the Steelers, who right now don't know again, don't know look, another concussion situation. Like Kenny Pickett got a concussion in week six. He's got another concussion last week. He's not going to play. And then you're down to, do you go? Mitch Trubisky, bearing in mind how difficult he found it last week. Um, Mason Rudolph all week has been putting himself forward to be the quarterback. And right now it looks like he potentially is the guy that's going to play. And with the exception of that one blowout for the Panthers in, in you know in Cincinnati, in fairness, most teams are going to play the Bengals on the road these days are finding it very difficult to win there. You know, they played really tough for this head coach. You, you look back at that game and reflect on the game. Their one game out of division that yeah, I reflect on the game against the Falcons on the road where DJ Moore took the helmet off on the celebration. You know, if it wasn't for that situation, they would have won that game as well and would be top of the division. So they've got a big opportunity this weekend to win, hope that the Bucks lose to the Bengals and they will be top come Sunday night, which who would have thought that? It's a great story in a way. Um, I'm with the Panthers. Um, I think the Panthers will win this game. I think at home with that run game. Um, I was looking at the Steelers' run defense since week since week 11. They've given up an average of 215 yards. You know that's that's difficult, and they're going up against three players that will feed on that. I think the Panthers will find a way again to win this week. There are some um, interesting um, rumors uh, co coming out in relation to um, Mike Tomlin. And one imagines that they're probably only rumors. Um, but uh, apparently, Pro Football uh, Talk to, uh, mentioned that uh, Mike Tomlin, um, you know, not that it's likely to, to happen, but that if he were to move on from the Steelers, um, that the Pan the Panthers would obviously, obviously have an interest because I think any team is going to have interest in Mike Tomlin, but that he is he knows people perhaps in the building and uh, there's a lot of respect there. That's not to say it will happen. That's not to say that the Panthers are even going to make an approach. That's not to say Mike Tomlin has any interest in moving on from the, the Steelers, but... Uh, given the um, one never knows what could happen in the, the NFL. That said, their interim head coach, um, and I, I made this point uh, a couple of times during the week, but Steve Wilkes has four wins. That is as many as Cliff Kingsbury, and that is more than Nathaniel Hackett, both of whom have quarterbacks that signed contracts for a quarter of a billion dollars this year. Uh, Steve Wilkes is on his third starting quarterback, and he only took over on October the 6th. So in two months, he's had three starting uh, quarterbacks, um, You know, one, one of whom is no longer even with the franchise. His best player was traded away in Chris McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson. And yeah, absolutely. You can ask all sorts of questions about Robbie Anderson. But going into the season, a lot of people were high on Robbie Anderson. He forced his way out and obviously left them short. So I think kudos to Steve Wilkes and the job that he is doing. There's also the fact that they basically cleared out the entirety of the coaching staff because they wanted to move on from the Matt Rule era. 
Um, so a lot of talk sometimes during the season, there's no point in moving on from a head coach. What difference will it make? Well, it has made all the difference in the world to the Carolina Panthers. I, I think that, again, look, Mike Tomlin will have the, his team up for it. Um, but I don't. I just don't believe that in Mitchell Trubisky, um, and I, I think that the Panthers ha, um, can do this. They can get the the win. They can keep it going, um, and ultimately Wilkes could end up uh, with more wins than Cliff Kingsbury, given that the Cardinals sacked uh, Steve Wilkes. That would be, uh, I think, raise a wry smile uh, on his face. Um, and unfortunately for Mike Tomlin, he, in my mind, moves further away from maintaining that record of 500 or better. Stevie Mee says Sam Darnold still sucks, but the reality is Sam Darnold has come back from his injury and has won two games in a row, and he's gone for three games in a row, and he's right now he looks like a fresh quarterback who's come in at the right time to kind of steady the ship and keep this team moving. He had a, quite a good game last weekend in, in Seattle, he's quite a lot more mobile than some people give him credit for. So yeah, I think it's a big game. I hadn't heard that Mike Tomlin story. That's a very intriguing one. That's one certainly to watch over the course of the next few weeks. I think the players, as you touched on, it's very evident that they're all playing for this interim head coach. And the Anderson, I mean, Anderson now might reflect on the situation. He's ended up in Arizona, which isn't, let's be fair, it isn't the best of situation at the moment. Bear in mind, Kyler Murray, the head coach under pressure, and now the, the general manager has to step away for health reasons. You know, he might be wishing he didn't be so uh, heavy on the on the sideline that day and, and look for the trade, which was essentially done immediately within, after the game. I think within 24 hours he was traded for buttons to the Cardinals. Maybe he wishes he was still there, giving them an opportunity, because he may end up seeing this team in the playoffs. Game five, big one. NFC East, Cowboys going into Jacksonville to play the Jags, the up and down Jags, because every time you think this Jacksonville team are getting on a run, they go and uh, they go and lose a game. We had a few weeks ago where we felt after beating the Ravens, they'd go in and beat the Detroit Lions. That didn't materialise. They got their doors blown off. And in fairness, against the Lions, offence has been very explosive. And the, they're hosting the Cowboys. The Cowboys coming off a game that I could only put down to complacency. We touched on it on Monday. Um, the whole conversation, how the players were reacting to watching the footage last week in the lead up to the game, it was a given that they were going to go and win. They got over the line. We see it in NFL games through every season. There's always a game where the expectation is that team who are very poor will get the doors blown off them. Didn't materialise. Still won the game. Trevor Lawrence since week nine, he's been fantastic. He's thrown ten touchdowns. He's seventy-one percent completion rate in every game, and he looks like the quarterback now. And I, again, you touched on it on Monday, the dumpster fire that was last season. Under over more, and essentially, is this is essentially like this first season proper in the NFL? And I've seen a lot of comments kind of backing that up this week. But what worries me with this Jags team is every time you think they're going to get on a roll, they just find ways to lose games, and they've lost some games this season at home in particular, with it by one score. And I, I think there's a mismatch here offensive line going up against the likes of Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. They're going to be in for a tough day. And I think the Cowboys, after last week's nearly game, shall we call it, where they look like they're going to lose for a large part only to get over the line. They'll be kind of back in gear this weekend and we'll find a way to get over the line and get this done. Uh, the Jags, D, once they've been playing reasonably well, have struggled against the Russian. You've got Pollard and Elliot. And once Elliot hasn't, isn't having the greatest seasons, he's a nice complimentary back to Pollard, who's really starting to express and show himself as the number one back that a lot of Cowboys fell, fans felt 
he was going into the season. Derrick Henry last week for large parts of the game put up huge numbers on the Jags. They, they slowed him down the second half when they took over the game, but I find it hard to see how they can stop this Cowboys offense if it, if they're on their if they're on their game. So for me, it's a Cowboys win. Yeah, I, for for the Cowboys, I I, I mean. After get, getting out of jail free last week to get the win over the Texans, I would imagine they would have liked to have gone through this week without Micah Parsons' comments about Jalen Hurts providing, you know, uh, more ammunition if any more was needed in to, you know, that entirety of the NFCs. They do not like each other. There is not there all all four teams really dislike. Um, the each other, and I just think I can. If I'm the the head coach, if you're Mike McCarthy or Dan Quinn, you have to think: What did you go and and do that for? There was no need for it, especially when Hertz just absolutely dodged it um, when he he was asked about it. And I see Parsons out there in front of the media today, trying to walk it back and trying to to downplay it. So, um, it's. They they certainly could have done without it for the the Jags. It's it's an enormous test, um, but they you know the, the Cowboys. To me, if if the cow the Cowboys need to play significantly better than they did last year, because this Jags team is a, a decent team. I they're still missing pieces, um, certainly, and they're they're still a work in progress, but they have something to play for. Right. I mean, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that they could win the division. Unlikely. Absolutely. Um, but they they will feel that, you know, who, who knows what might happen. And uh, Trevor Lawrence continues to improve. Uh, I, I saw that he said that uh, losing the, the game to the Broncos was what flipped the, the switch. I don't know if that's because he felt like he lost to such a bad team, um, but that's what he said ultimately flipped the, the switch for him. Look, this this should be the case that the, the Cowboys have enough to, to take care uh, of business. Um, I, I think it would be a great story if the, the Jags were to, to win it. But after last week's scare, I'm going to say that the the Cowboys uh, will have enough to overcome the the Jags, uh, and that they will move to eleven wins. Fed makes a very good point um, that the Cowboys are waiting for the playoffs. So I, I suppose I would reflect on the fact that where they're sitting in the in the order, like it doesn't look like they're going to win the division. You know, they, they're two games back on 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 the Eagles. I know they play here on Christmas Eve, but you're going to need a mo- monumental blow up at this stage by the Eagles. They're sitting in the uh, in the seeding. That seeding is not going to change. They're going to be the fifth seed and essentially you already know the likelihood is they're going to play the winners of the NFC South. So I can understand why that scenario is in play that they're just seeing out the season. But again, you've got to keep winning. You've got to be have a bit of momentum going into the playoffs. I think you're right on the division, Colm. I wouldn't rule it out. I was looking at the, the Titans games. I mean, the Titans are playing. We're going to come to that game later, but the Titans are playing away to the Chargers this weekend. I mean, that is a game that the Chargers could win. And then they play the Cowboys at home. And the Cowboys, again, if they continue the momentum, that's a difficult game. I think for the Jags, they need to just get themselves one game out going into that Week 18 game where they play uh, at home against the Titans. And then it's up for guards. It's up you know, it's up for grabs then. Essentially, that's what they want. So it it's, looks difficult right now because I think the game's back. But with the schedule the way it is, it's not against the rounds of possibility. But it has to start with this weekend. They've got to win this game. It's a, it's a really 
big ask they're playing against one of the better sides who have aspirations to be going deep into the playoffs if not making the Super Bowl so big game one of the better games for the weekend so it'll be interesting to see how it goes I think we're all leaning Cowboys but um, would it surprise me if the Jags win it would not so big one next one this is probably the big one of the weekend um, certainly for wildcard placings in both the NFC and the AFC uh, the Lions on the road having played in MetLife last month beating the Giants last month convincingly probably won't have it as easy as they did last month going up against a really solid defence towards sixth ranked defence in, in the NFL this season the New York Jets the Jets have kind of lost the last few games or 7-6 tied with the Patriots tied with the Chargers for that 7th seed in terms of the wildcard placing the AFC and the Lions who have won 5 in the last 6 on a roll big win last week against the Vikings they got to maintain this winning streak to keep their dreams alive and making the playoffs and getting that seventh seed. It's a tough one. I'll let you go first on this one, Colin. Where do you, where do you see this game being won and lost? I think this this is a, a, an interesting game. And yeah, I think you could certainly make the argument that it is the, the biggest game of the weekend, especially because, to me, given you know, the recent history of both these teams, right? There is so much heartbreak over the past few, past decade, essentially, for both of them. Um, both have really struggled, not been able to get to the playoffs. And, and both, um, you know, th- this year, um, looking good in, in different sorts of, of ways. The the Jets' defense is, is really, really good. And the Lions' offense um, is um, spectacular at times, and their defense has certainly improved. They obviously made changes during the, the year, but those changes seem to be paying some some dividends. Uh, it, it is a game where you can absolutely make the case for either team. But I, I'm going to say that ultimately, I think in the NFL, eight times out of ten, the best QB wins. And that's actually Jared Goff, I think, in this instance. Now, Zach Wilson has been, you know, elevated to the the number two uh, position, uh, and maybe that means that we we might see him uh, come in. Mike White, obviously, um, you know, uh, was the the Bills, uh, as I said, used him as a, a, a table for Bills Mafia and enjoyed um, getting uh, to him. Uh, last weekend and you, you wonder how how fit he he is he, yeah look he he will start you talked about it earlier in the the show it is the business end of uh, the season so he he will start but um will he will he be a hundred percent i think this lions team have ways to get to get at you have ways to to score points and I think that they are going to probably shock uh, people a little bit. And I think that they ultimately managed to get the win in MetLife. I'm going to back the, the Lions for this. It really is a toss-up game. I can, I'm can i listening to what you're saying, and, and it makes it makes so much sense. So I was looking at Jared Goff's numbers. Um, seven touchdowns, no picks in the past three weeks. His numbers are significant at home. I, on the road, his last five games away, two touchdowns, four interceptions. Going up against the uh, the third fewest yards de- in terms of defense this season. So, can they stop him from being in a position to throw the ball around all day? Certainly can with the secondary playing so well, and the front seven. Quinn Williams is, a, is obviously uh, he's, it's a big loss if he doesn't play for the Jets, and 
So I didn't know he will bear in mind how uh, how banged up he was after last weekend. And Mike White, yeah, he's going to come back and play in this game. And as well as the, as the Lions de- have been playing, and the defence has improved, they're still giving up an average of 394 yards um, to, to, to quarterbacks. And Mike White, in fairness, on his day, can throw the ball around. Bearing in mind he lost in Minnesota two weeks ago, he still has some huge numbers. And he did, oh, he did reasonably well last week against a strong Bills defence. I'm going to side with the Jets. I think this is one of those games. Like the Jets need this one. They both need it, but the Jets in particular, bearing in mind the other two teams are all vying for the seventh seed. It's going to be similar weather conditions, they say, to what's going to be in, in Buffalo on Saturday night. I think that's the kind of game the Jets will thrive on. I think the Jets defence will find a way to shut down the Lions and just do enough to get over the line. But again, I could see an argument as to why the Lions win. Marcus picked the Lions, you picked the Lions. I'll side with the Jets in this game in this game. Maybe my, my heart is ruling my head here because I need the Lions to lose this game. But no, I think the Jets will get over the last two defeats and find a way to win this game on Sunday. But again, as you said, it is arguably the biggest game of the weekend for in a game where both sides really need the victory.